Slicker, what's up, bro? What's up, man? To North Louisiana. Uh, I wouldn't say yeah. I brought it here, but uh, I definitely improved the situation we yeah. were in. Yeah, definitely. Lo for local comedy. For local comedy. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. were in. Yeah, definitely. Lo for local comedy. For local comedy, yeah, yeah man. Uh, I guess like a year ago or something like that, uh, I got sober, which I'm not sober anymore. You know, I'm being a degenerate again, but <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I uh, went through some uh, drinking issues and stuff like that. I got sober and needed something to keep my headspace clear, so I was like... I like comedy. Let's write dick jokes and shit jokes, and let's see how this works. And uh, went over to a club downtown. I won't bash them too hard. I won't say their name, but I will bash them. And uh, every weekend, or every time we'd be up there, show would start at 8. The owner would get there at 7.45 to unlock the doors and then turn the air conditioning on. Bartender would get there at 9. Yeah. So any aspect of a show that was there wasn't a complete show. So, basically what I did was, me and my buddy, we linked up and we were like, let's go to Tiki Bar. I'm tired of being at this club right now. And we just sat there and noticed it was Friday night and there were three people there. Which, that doesn't seem like a successful business plan for any type of bar on a Friday. <laughs> so, we just hit them up and we were like, uh, hey, could we try comedy here? Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Tiki Bar recently. Yeah, not, not recently. It's been a while. So the bartender there, Blair, she's amazing. She's great. She'll treat you like shit, but she's the sweetest person in the whole world. And uh, we were just like, we'd love to try comedy. And she was like, I got to talk to the owner. That sounds good. Of course, our pitch wasn't, we want to do comedy. It was more of something. But uh, And then three weeks from then, she we did our first show, and we had like 120 people in that place. And immediately the owner was like, yeah, let's do this every single week if possible. So. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. So it's it's interesting in this area, and I'm sure it's like this in other areas. Who like, at one time this was like the mecca for entertainment. Yes, you know, and it's been you know 50 years. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just slowly declined until where you have. It's funny because now local is resurfacing. Local yes. local entertainment, yes. where people are, are appreciating it more. But for the longest time, this was a destination. Yeah, for, for big people acts. to come. Yeah, for people and to so come and show off. Yeah, local stuff was under underappreciated. And so it's easy to, I mean, it's easy to fathom that someone opening a bar just to let some people in, not knowing if somebody's going to come in, you know, I get, yeah. you know, I get that yeah, mindset, yeah. but at the same time it sucks, you know? Yeah. And it's something we've been missing. Um, I've talked about this on the show before. I think I talked about it. I actually talked about it here recently with Colby and uh, yeah, Jose, yeah. you know, and um, it's something we've been missing and, and it is interesting and it's awesome that you guys are doing it because, yeah. man, comedy is just something that's so underutilized. So you know? much. And so many people just attach them what they think comedy is to like the huge Kevin Hart's and yes. the, you know Mike Epps and the you know the big yeah, the big yeah. blockbuster guys everybody's you know, all on Matt so, Rife just yeah, looking handsome as hell it's yeah like, they, they all had deals with <laughs> yeah. people know them from comedy they had comedy central deals and yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. And then it goes to Netflix specials but like all those guys started in the rut you know what I'm yeah, saying yeah doing stuff they used to go do the funny bone and stuff like yeah, that like yeah. it's uh it's really weird uh Obviously, you deal with the music industry and stuff. It's hard to get people to come out and support. It really took us right at that 10 to 12-month time frame for people to be like, oh, this is something, and it's free yeah. every single time. And the good thing about Tiki is it doesn't cost a lot to get drunk there. It doesn't like you can come with thirty bucks and you're gonna have a good damn night, free entertainment for now. For yeah. now, until y'all drive the market up. I'm hoping, not, man. I'm hoping we keep it cheap. I got a drink too. So yeah. Uh, 
Well, yeah. So how does that, how does the comedy scene work now? Like, so, you know, for, I know for the longest time, especially if people were starting out, you know, 20 years ago, yeah. you know, you might get paid 20 bucks a set or you get a bar tab or something. So I, I like to think I pay fair. We do have a budget. So Tiki bar for showcases. So we do open mics every single Friday, but on that sixth Friday, we do a showcase. Gotcha. So with the showcases, if you have a five minute spot, you're guaranteed this 10 minute, it doubles 20 minutes. It goes, it triples. Gotcha. And then if you're the headliner, you get paid a fair amount. You get like, I don't want to say numbers, to say, but percentages. Numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Some crazy yeah. percent, man. Yeah. I pay so good. But, uh, <laughs> but no, and most of the guys, like I was telling you earlier, you know, we got some of these guys that are used to p- playing shows for like 400 bucks, mm-hmm. but they understand like, hey, we got a small budget, but look at this crowd that wasn't at your last show at the other place. So this is our budget. If you can't do it, I'm not going to be mad at you. I get it. I know you're worth more. But if you want to get in front of some new people that will come to those paying shows, this might be the place to start. And I hate to sound like one of those guys like you're working for uh what's it called? Not clout. What's the other word? Status. No. Damn. What's that word? <laughs> we'll, we'll circle back. We'll to circle it. back so to that word. You'll man. remember in a minute. Yeah. Um, but no. Well, so are you, are you actually doing stand up too? Or are you just kind of organizing? Yeah. So, uh, most of the shows I host. Okay. And the reason I have seen a show that you hosted at seven yeah. tap. So when I host, I go up with anywhere from three to five minutes. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's that three to five, cause if I get a great laugh at three, cause all I'm doing as a host is setting up the next guy for not a cold open. Right. So if it takes me five minutes to get the crowd warmed up and ready to roll, that's what it takes. But if it only takes me two jokes, that's all I'm going to do. Like, cool, let's get your next guy up here. Cause it prevents that guy from having to work so hard. Cause a lot of times I do like giving some of these, I mean, I'm new to comedy too, but I like giving the younger guys that are not so uh, like they're self or they're insecure about their jokes or they're not real comfortable on stage, something like that. But it gives them a chance to be like, Oh, I don't have to work as hard. Yeah. So, and so for some of the guys, like we have a few guys that are like 10 to 15 years in and they can go up after a first timer and bring the room completely back alive. And I don't have to do anything in between them. Like if I see one guy, it's like, oh, it's his first time and he did terrible. Yeah. But the next guy, he's a 15 year vet. I can be like, all right, cool. Hey, y'all ready to get this thing back rolling kind of thing? Y'all give it up for it. I'll just shout him out right now. Glenn Stewart. He's one of our best guys. That we yeah, have. he's hilarious. He's so good, man. <laughs> and uh, recently Glenn came out of the closet, which yeah. I'm sure he's car- okay with me saying. He says it on stage. And it's so funny seeing him now because the first like six, seven months I knew him, we all knew he was gay, but he was hiding it. And so you can tell the last 10 years of him writing gay jokes in a secret gay notebook. (laughs) (laughs) He is now finally able to release. So it's just 10 years of him like, this is going to be so funny if I ever tell my parents I'm gay kind of thing. So it's cool seeing him out there working hard and telling all these uh, gay loving jokes. Yeah. I think it's I love comedy because it's like a it's like a um, it's probably pretty much the only outlet where you're not kind of like chastised for what you say you know what I mean you're going to, yes there's 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 people that you know but, yeah, but yeah. going to a comedy show you have to go and know that you know so that that's <laughs> that's one thing at Tiki Bar so Tiki Bar is a very old crowd yeah okay but we've gotten to a point where now we'll be able to get that twenty one to 40 range mm-hmm. rather than the 50 to 80 range there. Cause most people that were coming there before they're playing slots and stuff like that, or they just go have a couple scotches and go home. Yeah. 
And so it's always funny seeing us say some crazy shit on stage. <laughs> and you'll see the people turn around like, what the fuck is this? And it's like, eh, <laughs> you know, and like they didn't come here for comedy. So they're upset. They're like, this is my bar. And it's like, eh, I kind of took it over. This is my bar now. You can have it any other day of the week. Yeah, well, so, I mean, what's the what's the kind of separation there? Are you still doing, um, are you still, like, getting on the mic and doing stand-up outside of your these shows that you're, you're managing and putting together? Uh, I mean, so, we did have the other club that was doing uh, Thursday open mics. Yeah. They stopped doing it because of disagreements with the owner. So, a lot of times with my shows on open mics, I'll host a lot, but sometimes I'll just be like, hey, guys, you get paid this much and you get a bar tab. If you host, I don't feel like doing it. I need some stage time, though. So you get, uh, you'll, you'll get in there and do a set every now and then? Yeah, yeah. Usually <clears throat> half the time I'm having someone else host. Gotcha. And, like, sometimes I'll be like, damn, I kind of miss hosts. And, like, I'm back on. Like, yeah. I'm good next week. So, like, last week I, uh, we had a show. It was for people who were two years or fewer in comedy. Okay. And there was a cash prize voted by the audience, which basically all that is is – bring your friends. We need more people. Yeah. You know? And, uh, so I went up on that cause I've only been doing it a year and we let one of our tenured guys do the hosting. So things like that, like we'll let him do that. And like, we got a guy named Clyde Williams. He's the one who hosted it last week. He's full of ideas for comedy shows, but he has nowhere to do them. Gotcha. So that, that's the thing. Like we're constantly looking for new places. That's why I was excited when, what was his name? Brian or was that Bo? downstairs Brian's down there but yeah Brian yeah, yeah. yeah when he said something I was like yeah okay yeah cool. we talked about it and uh, we'll talk about it more off air because we sure. don't know yet but I yeah, think, yeah I think it's something to be awesome down here and y'all are about to do something down here yeah yeah uh this Saturday August 12th we're going to be at uh the Bossier Art Council uh which I don't know I thought it was the East Bank Little Theater I don't know why I called it that but that's what I've been calling it for three weeks yeah but I'm uh, sure they don't mind <laughs> no nah, nah, as long as people are coming or it's we nice we paid we paid our money so they're yeah. good that's a nice little venue though that's a good intimate spot how many seats they have in there 120 yeah so that's perfect. Yeah. perfect yeah so like uh because we've done shows over at Tiki Bar and you know we've done a few shows at Seventh Tap and it's yeah. like uh the first one at Seventh Tap we did like 125 but it was raining so we had to cut it off like more people wanted to come but they were like, oh, it's sold out, never mind kind of thing. And uh, our last, our one-year anniversary over at uh, Tiki Bar, they roasted me for the one-year anniversary. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, and uh, those videos will be up on YouTube soon. Nice. We uh, Joel's chopping them up right now. Nice. So uh, I think we had like 130, 135, somewhere crazy like that. So in that little place, I mean, it was packed. We had to bring in chairs. Like we planned on having all 10 comics on stage at once. And then it slowly dwindled down to three comics at a time because we needed people that were in the crowd to have chairs. So, yeah. So, yeah, those shows are super fun. Well, the, and I think it's I think it's funny, too, how there's so many different styles of comedy now. You know, I think used to, there was just like, you're watching stand-up, it's like you're saying motherfucker, talking about dicks every yes. other five minutes. Yeah, or, yeah. or you have a like a, a clean version. But yes. there's so many there's so many units in between now. Yeah, you know, like yeah. you have these people that – you have the roast comics, which people get nervous about, yeah, <laughs> especially yeah. if they're on the first two or three rows. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they know they're going to get fucked with when they show up. You know, it's uh, it's so funny. So a lot of our shows, like uh, some that we've had at the station and stuff, we'll always set up chairs up front, mm -hmm. and even at Tiki, and people like go sit on the second row, and I'm like, hey, like if you don't talk, we're not going to shit talk you. Yeah. But if once you start talking, that's like I don't care where you're at. If you're talking, we're going to call you out. Like yeah. so, people are so nervous that like freaking. Mike Epps is about to walk in and just shit on him, you know? <laughs> like, they don't know what the deal is. One of my favorite things to do is uh, when I'm on stage, like, starting the show off or whatever, uh, we'll have, like, a black comic second. And uh, 
Like, why aren't y'all sitting up front? They're like, I don't, I don't want no one to fuck with me. And it's like, don't worry, we'll wait till the uh, diversity part of the show for that. Yeah. And so it'll kind of get people chuckling. They'll get up and move kind of thing. So yeah. it's, it's something that uh, I, I just, I appreciate it, man. I, I really appreciate it for a long time. I've been watching comedy for as long as I can remember, man. Since I was too young to watch it and was yeah. watching shit late night on Comedy Central, I shouldn't be watching. You know? yeah, yeah. Like, and uh, I've always loved it, you know. I just I'm excited about what you guys are doing. I'm excited for the growth of it, like the whole space, because yeah. it's this day and age you have the ability to do like you can do those things, you know, and achieve more reach, you know, yeah, yeah. use different platforms and kind of leverage your attention to, yep. to to grow the actual you know the space. Yeah, and it's so crazy because like when I first started doing the open mics, like me. I am by far not one of the funniest comics in town. And I'm cool with that. And I've told them many a times, like, hey, I want y'all to know I do the marketing and the promoting for stuff like this, but they're not coming to see me. Some of my friends might come to see me, but they're here because y'all are good comics. They're not yeah. coming for me. And uh, and it's just been so damn hard getting people out to shows. Like, it went for a while. We were doing open mics. Like, the first one, we had, like, 120 people. Then it dwindled down to 50, and then it got down to, like, 10. And now we finally figured out the formula. The word's gotten out enough that we, on an open mic, which is just people trying. Like, most of the time, I'm going up there with, like, what's that one? Oh, okay, cool. Let me try this one kind of thing. It's just us trying well, new so shit. This open mics are, like, people, like, when you think, it's just kind of like open mic night with, with like, music. Whatever. Yeah. So, like, these people have never even tried comedy or coming up, too. Like, how yes. often are you having that in this area? Um... We've actually, within the last six months, we've had probably 20 people try comedy and about three of them stick around, which is cool because that's very good numbers as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like, like, dude, cool. We need new talent. Like, we got a guy uh, we got a guy named Chuck that he was bringing his family out every single time we had a show. And eventually he signed up and I was like, you're going up? And he's like, yeah, I'm nervous. I was like, don't worry about it. It's okay to suck, especially your first time. Yeah. And I was like, if you don't like it, okay, you never have to do it again. And he went up and he crushed. I don't know if it's because his family was there, but whatever. But he did really good. And now he's on our next showcase over at Tiki. Yeah, man. I think it's awesome. I think that once people sit down and watch it and they're like, some people are like, oh, I think I can do that. Yeah. And they get up there and they fucking. It's they, so nerve wracking. Yeah. They either kill or they, you know, it's, it's a squat, you know, it's a, it's a wash. They don't do anything, you know. But like, I do think, I don't know what the, I don't know what the apprehension is. I just think that with, this industry and what it what it what it has it's like it's so open-minded yeah and there's so much in uh affinity of free speech yes that i think it scares some people you know what i mean it's they don't want to hear real shit or yeah. they don't or they also don't want to hear things that that may offend them but at the same time they agree with you yeah know what I mean? yeah it's always it's always funny to me seeing the people that get upset like we have one comic that does a uh, school shooter joke oh, fuck. <laughs> and but it's calling himself yes. a school shooter right yeah so the first time my neighbor came to the show and saw him, she was like, I didn't like that he was doing a school shooter joke. And I was like, all right. And she was like, can you tell him to not do that? And I was like, I can't tell him to do anything. Like, this is his time. It's an open mic. Like, he can say whatever he wants. I mean, we have we do have some rules at Tiki Bar, which is white guys can't drop the N-bomb. That's the well, only that's a fair rule. rule, man. That's a fair rule. I think they should get rid of it. Oh, yeah? Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Let's get controversial. <laughs> hey man, I'm not the. Hey, I'm, I'm not kidding. the. I'm I do not, not the condone one. the n word. Uh, <laughs> my buddy over here likes it, but not me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's our only rule. We did have uh, 
another time, that same comic, he uh, he's a white guy. The one that does a school shooter joke. We did a show over at Missing Link. And he also does a suicide joke. Okay. And this super hammered lady starts yelling out of nowhere. So I'm hosting for my buddy Glenn. It's his show at Missing Link. He does all the shows at Missing Link. And I'm just looking at Glenn, and I was like, you need me to do anything? He's like, nah, let him ride it out. Let's see what happens. And the lady calls him the N-word. Both of the people involved in the situation are both white. And then she says, that's not funny. My uncle shot himself in the head. Okay. And this guy just kept pushing through his set. He just kept rolling. The lady, they had to pick her up and carry her to an Uber. And he got off, and he was like, what happened? I was like, you pissed her off, man. He goes, what did I do wrong? And I was like, I would have told her to kill herself, man. He, <laughs> God damn he was like, oh, I should have done that. So, well, people have to understand that, you know, I'm sure that 80% of people who say they like comedy have never been to a comedy show. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they have to understand that when you go there and you're in the, you're in the crowd, yes. that the, the, the whole temperature is different. The reaction space is different. Everything's different than you sitting in your living room because you're sitting in your living room and there's no one else around. Yes. So you can laugh your ass off at jokes that may be potentially controversial. Yes. You can you can get pissed off and talk shit to that person because yeah, yeah. they're not hearing you. But when you get into the space that's open and you're having to hear these things and process them, you know, it's just interesting how people take that in. And there's always that one drunk ass. Like there's always that one drunk idiot that's talking shit, you know. Always. And there's you know, there's always people that, that say, Well, that hurt my feelings. Well, I mean, that wasn't my intention. Right. You're, that, you're that's my whole thing. Like, people to laugh, but there's always going to be someone pissed off. There was someone that got mad at a certain joke. Oh, it was a abortion joke. Mm-hmm. And this lady got mad in the crowd. Well, she was another comic's cousin. Well, I have a joke about uh, pedophilia. Okay. Uh, I was just trying to put it in a softer term, but that's it. But it's all <laughs> you jokes. You whisper it or fucking yeah. say it loud. It's the same thing. <laughs> so... The guy pulled her aside, and she was, he was like, why are you losing it? She, it was a miscarriage joke. That's what it Got was. You. And that's a touchy subject. Yeah. It was a funny joke, though. Right. And obviously, he doesn't wish a miscarriage on anybody. Right. That's, he's just telling jokes. Mm-hmm. And she was like, that's not funny, blah, blah, blah. You can't joke about those things. There are some things that are off limits. And he goes, did you laugh at Chris's joke about molestation? She goes, yeah. He goes, don't you think that should be off limit if miscarriages are? And she just sat there, and she was like, no. Yeah, I guess you're right. And it's like, it's all jokes. We're not out there to just offend people. Like, yeah, we say some offensive things. Like, we got racial jokes, sex, uh, sexist jokes, obviously abortion jokes. Like, yeah. there's jokes about everything. Yeah. So, and people get so pissed about some stuff. But then it's like, but I just saw you laughing at the white guy making a black joke. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, I mean, there, there's always going to be something touchy. There's yeah. always going to be those, those scenarios to where people don't like what they hear. Yeah. But, like, I can't remember what that, there was a. I heard something not too long ago about comedy. Um, someone was talking about this, like in ancient civilization, or whatever they would have gestures or whatever, yeah. like the, the, the community clown or whatever yeah. it may be. But when it it's one some point in time, whenever you can't make fun of someone and every like no yeah. everyone takes themselves too seriously, yeah. and that everything is like a touchy subject and nothing, you know, everything offends you. There's a problem. Yeah, right? it's you know I mean? the problem's not us, right? It's the person, like, and I get it. I'm totally cool with people being offended. I get it. Things offend me, too. I just don't announce it. Like, it's like, I don't really like that joke, but those people did, so I guess it's a good joke. Yeah. And, which, obviously, I'm kind of open-minded on jokes. I think if it's a funny joke, I'm just like, it's a good joke. 
It's a good joke. <laughs> That's what you have to be, man. Yeah. You have to be. And there's some people that maybe get offended by this thing and they're completely other on the other spectrum. There's someone that you would get offended by something yeah. completely different. You never know. Yeah. But um, that's always a, a risk you're willing to take. That's part of doing it. I mean, it, it's yeah. literally an art form. It really is. And it's art form that's, I feel like that we're in the era now where it's just, it's being reborn. Yes. You know what I mean? Because there was those handful of great comics, you know, throughout the yeah. 80s and 90s and, you know, 2000s that just, the, they, they were trendsetters. But yeah. There's so much like they all started doing what you're doing. Now. Yeah, they started that way and doing they had open to work, mics. They had to work their way all. I the mean, way up. there's so many stories that I've heard on other podcasts. I'm like, yeah, we did this barber shop, we did this, this, <laughs> and this, and like that's one thing I love about it. Like uh, when we first started, it was about a probably about a year ago today or something like that. We did a uh, ghost fire tattoo. Okay. We did a show there. Y'all did a comic which, show and a tattoo shop and right. a tattoo shop, and it was sick. We had like 40 people inside yeah. it, which it's not much bigger than this room. So like, it was great, you know, like it was like, this is a packed house, even though if that was anywhere else, it'd be like, this sucks. But like we did, we did the tattoo shop. Uh, we did a rooftop downtown, which was one of the sickest shows we ever did. It was a perfect idea, perfect layout. It was November and it was a uh, 20 degrees outside. Fuck. It was miserable. All the comics ate shit. Yeah. And because we didn't have heaters on us, we put all the heaters on the crowd because, right. like, they paid to be here. Let's do it. And we advertised it like a secret show, you know, blah, blah, blah. Once you get your tickets, we'll give you the address. And uh, they had a good time, I guess. But, like, even our best comic, who to, to this day I've never seen him do bad, that night he came off stage and I was like, whew. And he goes, that was bad. And I was like, that was so <laughs> bad. <laughs> But that, I mean, that's part of it, dude. You have to eat shit, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to I, eat shit. I, uh, me and Glenn were talking about this today, and uh, we were talking about the one show. So I usually host shows, which is five minutes, maybe 30 seconds in between each comic mm -hmm. to a minute, depending on how bad the uh, last guy did. I was sick. I was losing my voice, and none of my jokes were working, and I was doing a 10-minute spot. About five minutes in, I was shaking, just nervous, and... I went to go grab my water and I was so shaky. I spilled it all over me and I was like, it's going to be a great fucking show. <laughs> just turned back around and just went back to it. And it's like, I don't mind bombing because it lets me know, oh, that joke doesn't work. Yeah. Or if it's a joke that I know works and it doesn't work that time, I just look at the crowd like, you guys are fucking idiots. That's a good joke, you know? <laughs> but it helps. I think it's really good for character to go up there and eat shit for five minutes. Well, and it depends on your space too, like, where you're at, yeah. right? What type of venue you're at, the crowd, the reactions are going to be different here than they are there. Yes. Even, I mean, it's a different all, type of people. Yeah. When we're going here Saturday, I don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. I, it's not your regular, you know. it's not our crowd, but I know I got two guys coming in from Missouri that absolutely annihilated last time they were here. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be all right. As for me, I don't know. I don't know if this is a more high end bougie crowd. I don't know. I don't know what's about to happen, but I know I'm going to go up there with my same material. And like I said, if they don't like me, be like, fuck it. It works with Tiki Bar, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do my thing still. Well, and that's another thing people don't realize is that, like, they just see these specials. They've never been in the show. Like, a five-minute set's a long time. Yo, it, so it's a long, long time. You can lot of, get a lot, of, a lot of, you know, material done in yeah. five minutes. You know, like you said, you're doing 30 seconds. People probably hear that and be like, what? Well, that you can still get a good bit of material. That's like two or yeah. three jokes. Yeah. If they're and quick Five ones? minutes is a long time. And it, people just watch these specials that are an hour and a half long. Yeah. 
and I think that's what they expect. You yeah. know, you have they have to know that going to any type of comedy show yeah. that in a local space with multiple comics is yeah. not going to be that. You know, well, and it's so strange because, like, uh, like I said, we got a few guys that are tenured. Uh, we got Clyde Williams, Wildman Scoob, Glenn Stewart, Tanja D, and Mark Pugh. Now that he's gone though, but he's over in uh, Dallas. But those people can do an hour. Yeah, is he still coming back over and performing? He came back for the roast. Gotcha. Uh, he comes over more to Tyler than anything, but uh, I know he will come back if there's a paying gig, which I don't expect him to come hit an open mic. Right. Like, absolutely not. It's not mm-hmm. worth your time kind of thing. I get it, so don't feel like I'm mad at you for not showing up to the little no-money gigs. Like, yeah. I'm cool with that. But uh, I was so sad when Mark left, man. Yeah, I saw, I saw. I mean, all those people, I believe, on that show at the Seven Tap, or at least a handful of them. Yes, yeah, Marks, I think he's um, been at every single yeah, one of the Seven Tap there, ones. Yeah, I saw him there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, great, great, great material yeah. I thought was yeah. great, you know. What I like about uh, Glenn is he probably has, like, four hours worth of material. Oh, yeah, you can and just he's, tell. He's, he's got tell so, he's much on so much shit. Dude. He's such an old comedy road dog. Like, yeah. I mean, he, he moved out to California for a little bit to go chase it down there and uh, he had some personal things go on, so he came back or whatever. And uh, you can tell, I mean, he's got everything it takes, but he's stuck right now. Yeah. So once he's out of these obligations, it's game on for him. Yeah. I mean, it's just to the moon. So that's what ex- is, is exciting too. Is like it's just like music now. You can hit. You can hit just like that. Yes. In the in, the, in that space, like all it takes can, is one good song, that, one good viral clip. That's yep, all it that's takes. That's it. I mean, that's literally it. Which before man you would have to work 20 30 years and hopefully that you just got on a op- good opener yes for a headliner yeah, and, and then, someone's like what's up with that band yeah the, the radio guy was there and he was like yeah and now it's like so that's what's so cool about this uh, social media stuff which it kind of sucks for the guys that are newer in comedy because like you know clips clips get you clicks right and that boosts you up and that what's that's what people see and they're like oh let's book him but if i film one of my jokes can't do that joke anymore that's another thing yeah it's not like you a got, band you gotta make sure that you I can't play that, the hits you, you gotta make sure you polish that joke and used it up and then yeah you, then yeah you put and, it out. and i have a few yeah, jokes yeah, that i'm like yeah. i'm ready to get rid of those now i'll film them probably yeah. put them out there yeah. you know put them on instagram whatever but it's like once you use them it's burned material which is why you see nothing but crowd work material nowadays for comics yeah so now when people come to shows they're like i get to talk to the guy and it's like i wish you wouldn't like i have a plan <laughs> up here you know <laughs> i got a plan but like, that's why, like, Matt Rife right now, he's going, you know who Matt Rife is, yeah. correct? Okay. So he's going huge because of his uh, crowd work stuff. Mm-hmm. He's great at crowd work. I am not good at crowd work. I'll be like, what's up, man? You'll be like, hey. And I'll be like, all right, cool. Uh, <laughs> and just keep on going. <laughs> well, that's just like we were talking about earlier. It's just, a, it's another style. Like, yeah. It's, you have the roasting thing. You have the crowd work thing. You have the, you know, just dick joke thing. You yeah, have, yeah, like, yeah. Like, you have the political so many, space, dude. Yeah. That's all, the political thing. Holy shit. Like, the comics that just run with that. Yeah, and there's a whole, so great. The people love that shit, you know. And then there's, I mean, it's it's there's so many little boxes, you know. Yeah. And then that those people that can kind of, you know, overlap those and put them all together. Yeah. So I always think is amazing. Yeah, we got uh, we got a great guy from uh, Tyler, Texas, uh, Tyler Elliott, which I want to get him back out of here soon. If this show goes well, then we'll be back with him headlining, and his very first joke, and his very last joke, an hour long. So you done forgot about this. And his very last one rolls in, and it's the same exact joke, but with a different premise. It's different. And it just, you see people's face just like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> and it just yeah. swings it all back together. And I'm like, 
See, I don't have that yet. Is he storytelling the whole time in between? Because that's yes. that typically changes people's yes, it changes that. their attention. And that's that's ideal to be for me to be able to do a be a storyteller. Yeah. But I like hosting too. Yeah. I can't be telling stories for twenty minutes if I got to bring up some more comics. No, yeah, you, no, you, yeah, because you have to. Yeah, yeah you have to I, start I'm going to be the yeah. face of the show, but I also need to make it quick, simple, make you laugh, let's roll. Yeah, it's like Theo Vaughn. I mean, he's a storyteller, man. He's just yeah. a storyteller. Like, Did you see him you, when he came here? Yeah, fuck yeah. Did you love it? Yeah, it was great. Did you, you watch the first night or the second night? First night was rough, I heard. I heard first night he lost his shit on yeah, the crowd. Right. I went the second night. He's done all that on old specials. Now I'm just talking shit about a famous comedian. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, dude, it is what it is, you know. But I was, I, I was just disappointed because yeah. he was my favorite comic. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've heard all this three years ago. Really? And I was just like, damn. But, like, I'm a big comedy dork, yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, I always hear regurgitated stuff. But when you put stuff around it, sometimes it's packaged yeah. like new. It's, it's almost packaged like yeah, new. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, I like him. I, he's not my favorite. I really don't even know who my favorite is, man. I have such a – I love – I love – all of it. Like I love Dave Chappelle. Yeah. I love. I went and saw Rogan um, last time he was in Fort Worth. It was really? a great show. Him and Brian Simpson and um, Tony Hinchcliffe. I was about it was to gra- ask. It's a great show. How good is Tony live? Tony was fucking phenomenal. Like He's I will so put him. Like to be honest, he. I hate saying this, but he killed. He killed. He, yeah. he did better than Rogan. I'm not yeah, gonna, for sure. Rogan's I great. Rogan's great. I don't like Rogan's comedy, well, but I love. I'm his. okay with some of it. Right. Yeah. Some of it's a little. Ah, loud, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Like, everyone has their vibe. Yeah, but he's an old but Tony, 80s like, dude. Dude, fuck, dude. Yeah, he's that. so good. Do you watch his uh, podcast? Uh, Kill, Kill Tony? Tony? Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. It's dude. Just hilarious. Kill that Tony's shit, the greatest that, podcast that shit, ever. That shit's great. Besides man. this one, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, that shit's great, man. There's just so many. There's, like, so many. Hans Kim, he's always so on there. Good. He's great. He was on that show, too. Those are all great guys, you yeah. know, and now they're. I need to get over there to the mothership, dude. I want to go so bad. <laughs> we uh, we had one of our comics go, and he signed up for Kill Tony. Didn't get pulled, but he did get pulled for the open mic. What did he say? He said uh, he said it was the sickest club ever. I was like, did you see anybody? He's like, I saw Rogan, I saw Tony, and I was like, you talked to him? He's like, nah, they were. Uh, he was like, it was one of those things where I was like, I don't want to bug him. Yeah. And I was like, dude, fuck that. I'm a fan. <laughs> like, I'm gonna tell you how much I, I don't want a picture. I just want to be like, what's up, dude? Yeah. Huge fan. Yeah. Sorry for wasting your time. Props, Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. If I don't shit my pants on the way over there, yeah. kind of thing. We're but. gonna get over there hopefully in the fall, dude. I just want to check the space out. But yeah, I, I think it's. I do think it's. Uh, I think it's interesting how. I just my the greatest thing about you being on here right now is bringing attention. Like anytime I ever do this with anybody, because yeah. I always like talking to people I'm interested in. Yeah, I don't really want people on. I don't give a shit about what they're yeah. doing. And uh, you know, when I talk to you guys, I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's do this." Um, but I like to bring like awareness to things people don't know about. Yes, like, they just have. They may just have one idea about something. Yeah. And they just move on about their life. You're like, you know, we watched Blue Collar Comedy Special. That shit was great. Yeah. I grew up that people love that shit. Yeah, like, yeah. A country Shit's white folks. That was, they <laughs> fucking love. Like, why, yeah. that's where Ron White blew up on that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Who's another amazing You know how long his set was on that show? Or on that movie? Do you have no idea. Seven minutes. That's the only amount of time he did on that. Seven minutes. No shit. It yeah, felt like it, it felt it, like an hour. It, 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 it yeah, felt like I fucking love him. He's the greatest mother. He's one of the greatest comics alive right yeah. now. I'm so glad he's back doing comedy. I, I want to go see him at the mothership, dude. They're he's there like every fucking day, man. Like if you go, you'll probably be able to see him. Yeah, yeah, but he, um, but that blew him up. Yeah, you know, it was Foxworthy already. He was already established. Yeah, you know, he was established. He had that yeah. old, old, old. He had old tapes and shit. Yeah, with the yeah. Seven, twelve days redneck, yeah, whatever yeah. that shit was. You know, like, and so we grew up listening to that shit because you know I'm 
country white kid growing yeah, up in yeah. that trailer park. We, of course, I listen to that shit. I remember I used to have yeah. so many shirts from like Bass Pro with like Jeff Foxworthy <laughs> sayings on them. My grandma used and to then, buy the shit out of those. Boys. And then damn, get her done. Was that Billy Ball? Was that Billy? No, no that's that was, uh, Larry. Uh, Larry, Larry Bill was here's your sign. Yeah, yeah they all had their tag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you might, might be a redneck. Red yeah, yeah. So that shit. Blew, I mean, that's all really. I knew as a young kid until I kind of got introduced to like the Comedy Central space yep. and started watching the the verse, you know, comedy. Yeah. And then, who got you into comedy? Man, I think I was remember? just watching it. I yeah, it was I just think on. the family. Like we were watching. We were trying it to sneak kids, some like, girls gone wild commercials in between. Yeah, dude, like like Skinamax, <laughs> you know, flipping through. You know? Yeah. But like, I think we were watching the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, yeah. and um, I thought that shit was hilarious, and everybody loved it. And then I, and I was like, well. There's got to be there's more. Other, there's other. There's got to be yeah, others. There's more. And so you there's not Comedy just four. <laughs> there's not just four guys. Yeah. And so you have Comedy Central and you watch these, you know, specials with like Dave Attell was real big on there back then. He's fucking amazing. And Sarah Silverman, you know, and all those yeah. people that were just always on there. Yeah. Uh, who is the, uh, fuck, who was the, um, Fluffy. Uh, Gabriel 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 yeah. yeah. Amazing. I saw him. Did you see him sell out Dodger Stadium? Yes. Did you see? You know what's That's fuck, what I felt you know on our You know what's disheartening? I saw him here two years ago, and he didn't even fill up half of really? CenturyLink. Did you go to Bert's show here? No. No, Bert. I didn't. I fucking missed it, dude. I fucking missed it. So after the Theo show, I was like, I'm never going to one of my favorite comics again. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just so disheartened. Like, Theo's great. He has... He's more of a podcast guy to me, which is fine. I'll enjoy his podcast. Well, he just has great one-liners, man. Yeah. He just comes up with shit, and it's yeah. hilarious. He just says shit. Yeah. He, he says shit like someone that's on mushrooms all the time. Yeah. It's like, wait, what was that? Like, But so I was like, I asked my wife, I was like, do you want to go see Burt Kreischer? She was like, no. The machine. Yeah, and she was, I was like, damn, all right. And she was like, why don't you take my best friend? So I t- me and my wife's best friend basically <laughs> went on a date. We went and had sushi, drinks. We went to the Burt Show. I bought her a shirt. I bought me a shirt. We went and sat and laughed and had a great time all night. And like that, I was like, okay, I'll go see another comic again. Like, yeah. but Bird Show was just such a party, man. Like everyone, all the fat guys in the room were taking <laughs> off their shirts, dude. And like they had a tops off cam where like usually like a rock band oh, would have all the fuck. titties out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck. No shit. And it was just fat guys without their shirts, man. And no uh, shit. at one point there was some old dude sitting with like his 16 year old son. Like I say old dude, he's probably 50. But, like, I just looked over at him. I was like, hey, if it comes over here, you're going to take off your shirt? And he was like, oh. And I was like, I'll do it with you, man. He was like, all right, I'll do it. I was like, do you think they'll mind my swastika tattoo? And you should have seen this guy. So he was like, oh. And I was like, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't have a swastika tattoo. Dude, yeah. Man, so I was watching Gabriel Iglesias here. Yeah. And um, he had announced, it, it was it was definitely two years ago. Yeah. Um, He had had a show booked here. Um, COVID knocked it out, so they rebooked it, and I grabbed tickets. Or I might have already had tickets. R- regardless, we went, and I want to say it was he definitely cut the stadium in half. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how many many that that stadium seats, but I want to say probably like ten thousand. Yeah, easy, know, maybe, yeah. Or something like that. Um, they cut it in half, and he announced he's like, man, I was apprehensive about coming here because I came to Shreveport like six or seven years ago, and I did a show at the municipal. And they only sold like 80 fucking tickets. Damn. And he was selling out places everywhere. And really? he comes here. And that just goes to show you that it's just not appreciated here unless yeah. it's a huge headliner. It's been, and it's always been the same way with huge like yeah. artists. Yeah. Like you have a huge country artist go to the Central Link, it's going to sell it out. But if you have a local show somewhere where it's like yeah. you can't even fill it up halfway. And I don't know if it's a status quo thing or if I don't know. That, just, People don't appreciate stuff, you know. I don't the six years ago was before the comedy boom, too. Right, but still, he was uh, he was selling out. He was still else. Gabriel you know, you think at least He was fluffy back then. In, a, like, in the market of fifty, uh, how many people were here? Two hundred fifty thousand people yeah. in the metro. Like in a market of that, you would think you would be able to sell a thousand tickets, especially you know what I mean? being who he is. Yeah, like, yeah. 
And I just couldn't believe that. I mean, I could believe that. Yeah. But at the same time, I was disappointed to hear that. Yeah, it's like, I was disappointed. What? I was like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Yeah. Because he is fucking hilarious. So good. He's so good. And he's almost family friendly. He is. He's like right there. He's he can do a show. Comedy. He can do a show without cussing. Yeah. Or he can do like a little Maybe PG like thirteen one or two. set. PG yeah. thirteen set. Yeah, you know? yeah. But he's not um he's right there. Like yeah. he, he so he appeals to more. Yes. So it's not like he's had a restricted like where we're just doing super raw sets, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's X rated and you know, I get it. But like so I was just extremely surprised but at the same time could believe it. Yeah, it's know? like go figure. Yeah. And it's so hard getting people to support things like because my whole thing this whole time, like when things started to dip a little bit, which now I'm at a place where I'm like, I'm comfortable with the amount of people that are coming. I wish more would come. But so like every Friday, open mic nights, we're getting around 40 to 50 people. It's not bad, man. It's they, not bad. And for, how many of those people are re- like recurring c- clientele? A lot. You say like half of them? Three Probably quarters three quarters. Them? Yeah, yeah. And, but uh, they're getting to see new sets. Yeah, yeah. And like sometimes like the guys will come up like we have this one guy. It's his first show with us coming up on the 18th and I go the first week he did I was like that was amazing you have he's never done good ever and I was like do that again next week and the next three weeks you're booked on the show so he was like all right I got it. the next week he came back and did completely different stuff and it did not work and he goes that didn't work and I go you didn't do what I told you to man and he was like what do you mean I was like I told you to do the same thing you're practicing at this point he's like I don't want to do the same jokes over and over and I was like do you want to do it for the big crowd the good stuff he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, you got to practice it. Yeah. Like, and that's one thing that sucks. Like, some people are like, oh, I heard this last time. It's like, yeah, but he might have changed one single word. Like, sometimes I'll take a joke that I know works, and I'm like, let's try that again a different way. And I did this probably three weeks ago, and I swapped it up. Did not work at all. And I was like, well, now we know. Now we know that that's an okay joke. Chalk it down. It's ready. Where do you get the inspiration to write your stuff? So a lot of people like to sit down and write, and I just like to be thinking. I'll just be driving. Like, I drive a truck at work, and I'll just randomly, I'll think of something. I'll just type it in my phone, and I'll be like, I'll go back to that later. Nothing really. I mean, I got jokes about my kids. I got jokes about sex with my wife. You know, she loves being around when I do those jokes. (laughs) But, like, it's just kind of things that happen. I mean, there's nothing like – I have no dreams of being a stand-up comic, which is strange to say. But my dream is to do something cool for the city. Dude, I, I love that, and I think it's great. But do, did you come to that determination after you've done a few shows and realized that there's room to grow and somebody just needs to be the person to pioneer it? Now that you say that, maybe. That's what it seems I, like to me. I mean, from outside it, looking in. Because I think it was – we have all the talent in the world in the city. Yeah. Just no one has a direction. And I've had multiple of the elder comics come up to me and be like, You've done more for the comedy scene in one year than anybody has in the last 15. So it's like, I get that. And like, I like doing stand up, but I'm also not going to go up if I don't have anything new. Like, nah, I don't have anything new. And like, well, you need to go up and do your old stuff, just get the stage time. And I'm like, I'm comfortable on stage. I don't care. Like, some guys, it takes them. I mean, it took me 20 times on stage to finally be like, I'm wanted here. Like, it's fine. I'm supposed to be here. Because at first, it's like, I shouldn't even be here, especially when we were at the black club. When the white guys would come in, the black audience is like... They already are going to not yeah, think like, you're going to be funny. What's going on You right have to now? wow them, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff that, that gets them is their... It's the shit, the crazy shit. It's like, boy, it's what did that white boy say? It's the borderline shit. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, wait, did he just say mm. that? And like, you can get people on stuff like that. But like I said, I mean, right now where I'm at, 
I'm just trying to build it more and more. And mm-hmm. I'll keep doing stand-up. And when I think of a new joke, I don't care if I just got that one new joke. I'm going on stage and doing that one new joke. And then my favorite thing, like kind of like with hosting, another thing I like about it is you can say a joke on stage and then I'll think of something funny to react to that. And I always keep a note card by me and I just write down what I want to pinpoint. It's like, shit, it's been three minutes. I got to focus on something else now. And then if they bring up something else, I'm like, oh, that might be funny. And I'll go up and talk shit about that. And like, so that's cool. Cause I'm always writing new jokes, but it's not like keeper joke. It's like a little quick one throwaways type stuff. Yeah, but so. It is cool to kind of use the crowd's reaction to funnel into something else. Yes. That was, uh, almost a reply to yes what exactly like said. they really like you're that not joke. stealing their material you're just playing I'm basing off, of off that w- just one word <clears throat> sometimes that it can be it is it is also interesting how comments interact because you always hear each other's sets and you do influence each other yes whether, whether you want to admit it or not like you you constantly doing these shows together you may hear something that you do that you can roll into yours or play off that and yeah. especially if you know when you're in the you know within the show like where you fall behind the yeah, yeah. person or whatever you know yeah so because, like, sometimes guys – and another thing that I love doing for people, and, like like I said, I'm not a great comic. I'm a decent enough comic. I can get some laughs, and people like me. So, I'm a – look, dude, I'm going to be super humble right now. I'm super likable. So, but, uh, <laughs> but, like, they can say something. I'm like, I'll write down a tag on these note cards, and I'll be like, hey, use this if you want. I don't know. I think it would be funny. Maybe try it next time. And I'll hear him try it, and it doesn't work. And they're like, shit didn't work, dog. And I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> You're better than me. You shouldn't have listened to me kind of thing. Yeah, but, no shit. But, uh, yeah, I don't think I want to be a stand-up forever. I don't want to be a booker forever. I don't want to put on shows forever. I'm just trying to have a good time, man. That, well, I mean, it's a good reason. To, <clears throat> it's a good reason to have a good time. You know, yeah. I mean? it's, a, it's a good thing you're doing. It's 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 something that's good for everyone. And, and what I've always noticed with being involved in all the shit I'm involved in, just – just helping people out yeah. without expecting anything in yeah, return yeah. always blossoms into other opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And then next thing you know, you're doing shit. I'm do I do shit all the time. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing doing this? But yeah, it just happened that way, and I'm enjoying it. You know yeah, what I mean? they. Uh, that's kind of how I feel. Like, there's nothing better than after a show and seeing someone in the crowd going up to that last comic and taking a picture with them. Yeah, like it's such a cool feeling. Like, cause some of us. Like we're nobodies, we are nothing. But everyone was at one point, right? You yeah. Gotta, that's what that's what everyone tends to forget. Like, yeah. There was all what you were a nobody at some point. Yeah. You know what I mean, and it's you weren't. It's just crazy to me, like, because sometimes people come up after the show and get a picture with me, and I'm like, for what? Like, I'm like, are you goofing on me right now? Like, what's happening? And they're like, no, that was great. Just let me get a picture. They'll add me on Facebook or whatever. I'm like, who is this? I'm like, uh, I think he was at the bar last night. All right, cool, whatever. And. uh I don't know where I was going with that. But, yeah, I just think that's, like, super cool, like, to see these guys get the accolades that at other places they aren't able to kind of thing. So, it's like, hey, dude, like, do you see that person? Or, like, or like someone will come off stage, and I'll be like, dude, great set. And I'm like, it was all right. I'm like, did you not listen to what I just listened to out there? Because you absolutely killed. Like, we had one of our guys go to Austin and come back last weekend. And he did the best I've seen him in this past year. And I was like, dude, you've gotten so good. And he was like, it was all right, man. Well, like, how, how long was he there? In Austin? Yeah. Like three months. So he's there three months just chopping it up. And he's gotten so good. And like, he's like, it's impossible to get open mic time. We'll get it when we can kind of thing. But he's like, it's like one o'clock in the morning before you get on stage. And I got to wake up at six to go to work. And he's just out there grinding, man. And it showed 100% when he came back. And he didn't even realize. 
Well, you probably have a you have a more tailored crowd there too, yeah. right? You know, like they expect they, some top tier shit. Well, when he said, you, know, "You better be bringing it," he goes, "Even the bad comics are so good." I bet. Yeah, he's it's like, just like it's just like any. It's like, dude, I was involved in fault and MMA, and I'm really yeah. into that. It's just like. The more you go to the to fight these, like train with these badasses, yeah. the more badass you become. You got to get your ass kicked by the badasses yeah. to become better. Like it's the exact. Same Why did thing. you want to do MMA? Why did I? Yeah, I don't, dude. I just thought it was cool. I fucking was it? Uh, I wa- Yeah, I loved it, man. I did it, dude. dude for, I, I it hurts so bad to get hit in the face. Last fight was dog? 2018, I think. Um, Why'd man, you stop? Dude, I'm just grown, dude. I got shit to do. <laughs> dude, I'm old for this shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, I wanted to have one last fight before I turned 30, and then now it's like you know, it's just like now it's I have too much shit going on and. The guys I was fighting and training with are doing yeah. it for full time. So, oh, yeah. You know, so I'm just like, I'm never going to. Am I going to go in there and get my ass I'm kicked never gonna, just to say I did it one more time? I, yeah, I'm never going to progress like they are because they're doing it all day, every day. Yeah, and you got other shit going that. on. But it is, it's the same scenario where you go and train with these guys, you become better. Yeah. Like, you go and perform with those people. You're, you're performing in a, a crowd who's going to, you know, put up with less bullshit. Yeah. But here you may, you know, it, this is probably a softer start, but it's a yeah. good thing. You know, yeah. it's either way because like. And another thing with the crowd here is they don't know what to expect. Yes. You know what I mean? They're not expecting. Like, I looked around. I went to that 7 Tap show. Yeah. And I was looking around, and people were like, what the hell is going on? My eyes are moving around. Yeah. Like, they didn't know it. They should laugh at this joke. And I'm just sitting here laughing my fucking ass yeah. off because I've been to enough shows. I'm just laughing. And these yeah. people are oh, they see someone else laughing. So then they feel comfortable it's about so laughing. It's so weird seeing you, that. I know you've seen that yeah, show. Yeah, I see it all the time, especially <laughs> in, like, those, like, 7 Tap's very lit up. Yeah. And it's like, so when we do shows there, like, so 7 Tap has a higher end type of person than our usual spots. Right. Because Seventh Tap is a higher end place. I, I mean, it's, yeah, you're paying, you're paying yeah, for dra- a craft beer. Yeah. yeah. And so like, it's more not quality of people, but that's the best way to put it. So like other places, like people come to these shows late at night and they're just out boozing. Yeah. And not like, Hey, I'm gonna go have a beer and watch a comedy show for free. It's so funny. So like at my job, I uh, service a veterinary clinic. And the owner, he's like a 65-year-old guy, mm-hmm. real nice dress, and he came to the first 7th Tap show. Really? And I was like, shit, you ready? And he was like, I love this shit, man. He's like, I know you can't tell by the way I look, but yeah. this, I'm ready. And the next week when I saw him, he was like, that was the most fun I've had in so damn long. And like, because one of the guys has a joke about, uh, he's like, uh, what does he say? Oh, I cut myself shaving today. I don't know if you can tell. I now consider myself semi-circumcised. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, that circumcision joke. He's like, no one else laughed, but I thought it was the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And like, I was just like, you're older than my parents. My parents would not find that funny. Like, but he would. Well, that just, it's culture too. It yeah. really is. It's culture because these people that they're closed minded, they don't really know how to take something, you know, or, yeah. or something that my kids were telling me that last night. They're like, you laugh at stuff you shouldn't laugh at. I'm like, Hey, you got to be able to find the humor. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> they literally were telling me that driving down the road last night with my wife in the car. She looked at me and started smiling. Like, yeah, I've I've told I've told people before, like, dude, life is way too shitty to not laugh at stupid shit. Yeah, man. Like, dude, there's too much seriousness well, we take in the world. Too fucking serious. Yeah, and it's we like, really do. like, we like who the fuck are we to think that we're important, bro? Yeah. We're literally infinite speck in yeah. the fucking. I mean, I'm galaxy. important, but yeah. whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, man. <laughs> But no, dude, I think it's I think it's awesome. When's the show? Uh, this Saturday, August twelfth. Uh, we'll have it out. You have it out by then, maybe, theoretically. Yeah, we okay. got to. We got to. Uh, we can push whatever. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here, man. Yeah. So August twelfth. Um, you guys selling tickets to that? Yeah. There's uh there's a link on the Don't Take the Serious Facebook page. Uh, it's on Instagram too. I don't run any of the Instagram shit. I don't even know the password. My buddy <laughs> handles that. Shout out Joel Primrose, and. Uh, yeah, we got tickets on the link in there. Uh, tickets are only ten bucks, 
if you come to the door and get the tickets, 15 bucks. Uh, hopefully it sells out. We're slowly scooching up. So Have y'all been on, like, pre-sales? Because that's another thing about this area. Like, that's this was a last-minute spot, Joel bro. Joel was telling me that. I was like, it's man, a, it hadn't it, always anything, been like that. With any event, like, I'm always doing all kind of events. And, dude, it's always you get nervous as fuck to that last week. And then you're like, here they come. Dude, the first two days we sold, like, three tickets yeah. and i was like it's a bust <laughs> our sponsors are never going to sponsor us again and now it's slowly been getting up there like right now you know i think if we get like seven eighths three quarters of the way full i'll be happy with it yeah. you know like we had to take 10 seats away for like people that are we're letting in for free kind of kind of thing like wives and stuff like that but i mean i just honestly i don't care about the money aspect at all as long as that people go that was a fun time yeah, you're in the growth stage, man. It's like, you, you, yeah. th this is something where you just want to fill up the house every time you yeah. do it, and then eventually it becomes lucrative. If you're not, if you're doing it just to make money, it's never, you would be like anyone else who's ever done anything uh, in this area who yeah. never lasts because yeah. they jump in it just to make money. Yeah, they make their little bit and they leave, and then they do nothing for the community. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and for I mean community, I mean the comedy community. Yeah, yeah. And see, that's like I said earlier, no goals of being a famous stand-up comedy comedian, whatever. Yeah. I just want to have something cool in the city for people to do. Yeah. And like, if I can bring a little bit of joy and happiness to 40 people a week, that's cool. If I can get it up to a hundred a week, that's even better. And eventually if I can start bringing in these big comics and being like, Hey, strand, I need to book y'all out this day. I got this guy coming. You know, that's the end goal is yeah. let's get some of these guys that people know about. Let's get these Netflix guys. Like, and like I said earlier, I've like, I've started reaching out to people. I'll go see these big name acts and I'll write down their openers' names, and I'll hit them up. And I've had multiple been like, dude, way within our budget. It's They're charging nothing, and it's like, you can do an hour, right? And they're like, yeah, I can do an hour easy. Like, I'm just doing 15 for these people. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, obviously you're a top-tier comic, or Burt Kreischer wouldn't you have you on his tour. Right. Mark Norman wouldn't have you. Theo wouldn't have you. It's like, obviously you're worth a damn, so let's make it work. So just the next few stages of it is doing that and then eventually they go tell people hey you might want to hit this guy up in Shreveport he pays good and decent crowds they like coming out they like comedy so I don't know I'm trying to be the next spot for yeah. you know these local guys you know are you stuck like here do you want to grow like you want to grow out you, are you doing things with people outside um, of here the farthest we've kind of worked out is uh, Tyler Texas mm -hmm. Uh, eventually, I do want to start they performing at over there. Uh, there's a place called Rose City Comedy. Yeah, okay, okay. Every that's, Monday, that's right, that's right. They do have a spot there. every Monday. That's they, the only spot they're doing that's shows. The only spot unless uh, you have a headliner, like a big show coming. They have that uh, theater there. I don't even think they do that over there. I can imagine people are going to Tyler. Oh, dude, there's a lot of people in Tyler. Is there? Fuck yeah, they're Metro. They just just as many. They have about 150, 170 thousand people there. They got a sick zoo yeah. too. And they have their uh, their demo. They have a lot more money. Nice. Yeah. But do, I feel like people with money don't want to laugh. What? <laughs> like they're just like, I'm good, dude. I don't need any more happiness. Yeah, I have never watched a comedy show in, in Tyler, but I've been there for uh, plenty of music shows. Um, yeah. But yeah, I did. I forgot they had that little spot there. How big is that? Don't they have like it's only like, like a, it's only it like a fifty seat. Is it fifty? Okay. Yeah, but they yeah, sell out never every there, Monday. So. They charge to get into the open mic. Okay. And it sells out every time. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, maybe we can do it. And I'm like, let's not worry about the money. I don't want it to ever dwindle because I get greedy. You know, like, Tiki's going to pay me. They're going to take care of me each Friday. Well, once it starts getting bigger, that's when I go to them and be like, yo, can I get some more? And then we'll worry about that <laughs> shit later, you know. 
Well, it's good, man. It's good that you're you're growing right. You're growing smart, growing slow. Got these guys in here, bringing constantly bringing new people in. Yeah. And the open open mic thing, letting people have an opportunity to step yeah. up there. You know. Well, it's so funny because sometimes I'll get some of the comics be like, "Don't let that person up." And I'm like, it's an open mic, man. I got to. And he's like, but they suck. And I'm like, they're never going to get better if they you don't get up. You sucked one day, motherfucker. Yeah, you know I've, what never, mean? Like, I've never sucked. But, uh, <laughs> Glenn has. Yeah. Shit. It's so funny. I've seen Glenn do bad once. And uh, we were down at the station. And the music wouldn't play. And then we got it working. I was making a gay joke reference to him. <laughs> that took you a minute. How did you miss that? Shout out Glenn. Gay Glenn. He's going to be upset I said that. But, uh. But uh, he did so bad one night, and like, so I got the music working. So to fuck with him, I was like, I'm gonna play his intro music now. He was about to hit a punchline. Oh fuck! And he just looked at me with a death stare, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm just having a good time. I was like, that was for me. Three times during his set, a train rolled by. Fuck, man. <laughs> Damn, dude. He was like, "Those worst fucking set of my life." And he's like, "Joel's never gonna have me back." And I was like, "Don't worry about that shit, bro. We're not gonna base it off of one performance." Yeah. <laughs> so good though. Well, man, I'm excited for you, bro. I, um, before we wrap this thing up, any, any uh, thoughts, last things, anything you want to plug? I do want to shout out uh, Revit Covers and Collision. It's not coverage. Oh, fuck, what is it? Revit Collision and Repair, whatever it is. That's our boy. He uh, he did sponsor the show to help us cover the costs of uh, some of the comedians' money and the insurance and stuff on those shows. So that was super helpful. So that helps me pay these guys a little bit more. So that's cool. Shout out. Get lit lighting. He made me a dope little sign or some letters or something lit up on stage so we can throw that on there. And uh, shout out Joel Primrose with all his hard work. He's the reason uh, him and Nick are one of the reasons we're able to do this shit. And they got me, you know, off my ass and actually putting in work. So, because yeah. I'm a lazy motherfucker, I'd rather sit around and drink beer. And they're like, nah, you got to do some shit. <laughs> Joel texts me. He's like, uh, hey, I know you're off work. Don't go drink. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. All right. He's like, I'm going to have one beer. And Nick was like, yeah, you're going to have one. I was like, well, after we'll have another. He's like, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> well, good, man. Let's wrap it up, dude. Cool, man. I appreciate it. You want to sing a song? What are we singing? Oh, I don't know. I just, I don't know how you end this. Dude, I don't sing. What? We're going to end it just like this. No, we're going to sing, bro. <laughs> you can. Go ahead. No, it's all us, man. What's a good one to do it? Man, I don't know one. You got a good duet? Dude, hold on. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hold on, let me think for a second. Dude, we're about to sing, bro. Let's do it. Uh, I'll hum. You like Childers? No. You don't like Tyler no. Childers? No. I'm no. Are you, you judging me right now? I'm a little upset. Dude, I listen to fucking, bro, I listen to fucking, like, Southern Soul. Like who? Like, uh, like, black groove music. Sing it? I don't know. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't You get it going, Let's bro. Let's go. I don't know the lyrics. I'm going to have to follow off you. There you go. Well, oh, you he's doing great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. I was just kidding, but you did good. I'll, I'll go like just, I'll just go monotone. And I love how you're going to cut all this in go. for now. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm going to leave it all on here. I'm going to leave it all on here. All right, next time, if there is a next time, I'm going to bring a dope song. You don't like Childers? You don't like country? Dude, I'm, I'm okay with Childers. I'm talking shit. Um, oh. I just, I'm not a big Texas country guy. I like, uh, I love Charlie Crockett. love Charlie Crockett. You don't even know who that is, do you? Yeah, dude. No, no yeah. clue. I like him. Um, different. He's an Austin guy. I'm not big in the country. I'm a big uh, rap guy. Oh, yeah? A little bit a little, of metal. Let's get some rap going then. What's oh, up? shit. Little, some, Cash little, money taking them for the 99s little, and the 2000s. Some, some little boosie or something we got? Yeah, dude. Like, we, get memes. <laughs> we, get, we get a beat going for us. We'll do some boosie. 
I'm just stretching this out. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to hit that hour mark, bro. He's, hey, Love, look. Dude, I don't even know that song. Who? Nelly. I know that? country country grammar. What is no, that? Who's grammar? Nelly? It's my favorite thing to convince people. I don't know. Give me a joke real quick in this thing. On how about shit? What kind of joke? I don't care. You're the comic, bro. Oh, so weird. Let me look at my notes. I got some newer shit. Oh, dude, I'm gonna tell this one. Give give, give it to me. Uh, So my wife likes. uh, She doesn't like to, but she house sits for people. I don't know if you've ever house sat for anybody, but usually those people are super sexy milfs because they're the ones with the rich husbands. (laughs) And uh, one of my favorite things to do is uh, go through their medicine cabinet just see what's going on, like. I won't steal like two lower tabs, but I'll take one, you know, free drugs. You know, I'm all in on the free drugs. But the other day I was going through this lady's cabinet and I'm telling you, smoke show, just super fine lady. And I'm looking at this medicine, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. So I look it up on pill identifier and it was herpes medication. And I immediately put all those panties I had stolen right back. <laughs> That's what I got. There you go. We'll, That's what I got. We'll That's a herpes panty that. stealing joke. We'll wrap it on that. <laughs>